Hello, all. Welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight, episode 31, with your host, Sailor Cooper and... This is Tyler Evans. Yes, hello. We're pleased to welcome another (laughs) successful female. And tomorrow is also International Women's Day. Happy early International Women's Day. Uh, She has turned her life from disarray to a perfect life, all organized. And she is also helping others. She lives a life full of bliss which is why this episode is titled From Disarray to a Life of Bliss. Please welcome Jenny Lee. How are you doing, Jenny? Thank you so much for having me. I am doing awesome. Thank you, Sailor. And um, Matthew? Or, I, yeah. I thought I heard Tyler. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Tyler Evans. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his... Yeah. Awesome. I'm okay. excited. I'm excited. So, um Tell us all about your life. How did you get to where you are today? Because it sounds like you lived quite a chaotic life before of trauma, mm-hmm. divorce, and just disarray. What did yeah. you do to turn around? I like how you put it, disarray. I never really thought about it that way. And I think when you're in that, when you're within the storm, you, you can't see right and so it's like oh that's really interesting your title is it's like hmm this inability to see a way out like you know there's no light (laughs) at the end of the tunnel um and so that's what it was for me um because I was living mostly in the trauma response because of the way I was brought up um I grew up in a very conservative environment um of conservative cultures um and that would be all right um, when I was uh, growing up, I was among the Muslims uh, who are very conservative. And then I also come from a Chinese family um, who is very also strict. very conservative. And like very, strict, very strict as well. Very strict, um, uptight. And I also went to Catholic church and Catholic schools. <laughs> so there is a lot of um, oppression, um, you know, of who I really am who I was at that point I felt I was always punished for expressing my thoughts um and I was shamed most of the time for being who I am you know um well I stepped out of that environment at some point um but I was still carrying um you know all the energies of uh, me not being able to do um what I loved or I couldn't be who I was because um, 
because the subconscious fear that I'd be judged Just the fear. all yeah, the time. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear around uh, what I was doing and, uh, and the programming and the conditioning um, was just going through this life uh, that was mapped out for me by my parents, by my environment. And I, and I didn't know who I was and that is not a good situation to no. be no, when you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want to do in life. Um, and I'm still healing from that, honestly, uh, because sometimes. Healing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've done a lot of healing throughout the years, <laughs> and I could only do that after I stepped out of the marriage that I was unhappy for so many. Well, it was about 10 years, but even then I stayed, although I realized I was unhappy because I was worried about what other people would say, right? What if my family divorce, would think. Yeah. yeah. And finally, when things got really unbearable because um, I was depressed, um, I was very unhappy. I, I was not, I did not have the capacity to be available for my child that time. You know, he was a toddler and I was always exhausted and depleted. I did not like my job. I didn't have any friends because my relationships with everybody um, were just you know, just pulled because I was unhappy. Um, and at some point, there was the divorce. And that's how I stepped out of that environment that was created for me, you so know, but, who I wasn't at all. <laughs> so the divorce was the best thing. It happened. Mm, thank you. you for it, that, it, point. that. That's what that's what it sounds like, right? Yes. Because, uh, because I, I mean, I know a lot of people you know, condemn divorce for a lot of reasons, because of course, a marriage is designed for people to stay in it in a lifetime. But at the same time, I especially understand if it is absolutely completely unhealthy, it's damaging all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just best to part ways. And that's what you gotta do. And that's why that's why I also say, don't get married fast, make sure you know the person that you're marrying before you do, you know. I <laughs> I agree. I, I agree with that. Um, but I guess at that time when I decided to get married, um, I was also in a place when, okay, um, I'm just going to do this because I think I am supposed to do this, right, without even questioning myself if, if this is the right thing for me to do if this is what I really wanted and that's the thing I never asked myself that what do I really want no it's always like oh will this please my parents oh will I look good if I do this <laughs> right it's it's all really about um outside opinion um and that's how I lived my life um and that kind of created uh this world of lies that are all the you know the opposite of who I really am and that's definitely what created the disarray like so you, you said you live based on the opinions of others not mm -hmm. your own right very oh, yeah. much and and it sounds like the upbringing you had if if you stepped down a line in any yeah. form you were punished right mm -hmm. oh very much yeah like like brutal punishment um, oh, when I was in Catholic school, um, Catholic schools, actually, from kindergarten to college, well, but like, you know, up until high school, 
Um, they, the teachers are very abusive. Um, they, oh. they practice corporal punishment. Um, and, and my parents too, you know, Not and good. no, no, and emotional abuse. And outside of me, the conservative Muslim community, like, you know, did a lot of shaming just as much as the Catholic church and my family. <laughs> so it was just like oppression, oppression. And like, you know, at some point I, you know, like I had to let go of what was truly me. I had to let go of my voice um, and just by the middle standard, which was, you know, nothing, um, you know, that is relevant with who I really am. And so, yeah. uh, yeah. And that, um, and that's why, you know, the life of trauma response, because I was always making the wrong choice instead of listening to me, instead of listening to what I really want. Um, I was always making decisions, you know, who to date, um, based on how would that look, <laughs> right? Oh, like, you know, this guy has money, but he's an asshole, but, <laughs> you know, everybody, you know, like everybody likes him. So, okay, let's just stay in that abusive relationship anyway. Yeah, it's, it's things like that, you know, or the so, school that I went to, you know. So you knew you were making a wrong choices, even though others thought you were making the right ones. That's the thing, though. When you've been in that kind of society, especially growing up, you don't know you're doing the wrong choice. The right choice is what people tell you. Right. Right. And if you get approval from the members of society, then that's the right thing. But something that I never was never taught was connecting with myself and asking myself what I really want to do. Right. And so um, it's wrong that way, but I didn't know better. Wow. Yes, it is. And so, and so, so you knew it was wrong and that, and that's why you said enough is enough. You, you, you decide to change course and look at you now. Um, now, do you still like talk to your parents or any of oh, them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were never really close because we, um, we don't really relate in a lot of matters. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter, you know, like I, I've done a lot of forgiveness, a lot of letting go and they wrote, like they, they raised me the way that, um, they did is because they were raised that way too. And they were raising me the best way that they could. Right. It's like yes. they were programming me to be a part of society so that I would be accepted by the society <laughs> because right. they, yeah. I, I completely understand that. Um, and so um, now that I am a mother, I it is my job to break the cycle. Um, so Good I job. raise. Mm -hmm. And so you raise your kids? Yes, absolutely. I, I have a son. Um, he's eight year old. And um, I'm doing everything that is the opposite of what my parents um, were raising me. <laughs> He's eight or a year old? He's, yes. He's what? You cut out. You cut out. He, oh, he's eight? Can you eight hear years me? Old. Yeah, he's eight years yeah. old. Okay, I see. Yeah. Oh, so this was not too long ago when you divorced. Wow, you changed course. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the best thing, changing course. Um, yeah. I mean, it was scary. It's always scary, right, when you're in a transition place, when you're on the bridge to a new uh, phase of life, to a new chapter. Um, but I think at some point when you are in the wrong place, I trust that the universe would do anything it can to like kick you out of there, like by making things so uncomfortable for you, making things so unhappy for you, and you just have no choice but to exactly step out. Yeah, and you did a great and you did a great job by stepping out. And now look at you go. You, uh, I'm sure the morning rituals have helped you calm down and or even helping others. So now you're, you're, you're a life coach, right? Yes, I am. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. Uh, you, I guess you mentioned it, um, well, uh, with helping me with a lot of things. Um, one of them is definitely calming down that the routines are more, um, a time that I allocate for myself to nourish and connect with myself. And I do that by asking myself, what is fun at this moment? Um, and so after, you know, all that life and, you know, I was still, um, I still did not like my job. Um, I was still in this situation where I was unhappy because of the energy, you know, that I carried with me from the previous life. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, but I did ask myself, like, I cannot, um, how can I get out of this cycle of unhappiness? And the next morning, um, I just couldn't go back to sleep. And I thought, okay, mornings were always very heavy for me. I did not like waking up in the morning because I did not like the life that I was waking up to, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, at that point. And, and also waking up to a job that you don't like. <laughs> and that was actually just a, just a continuance of me not liking to wake up uh, in the morning for school because school was very punishing. Um, and so that kind of continued with me not liking to wake up to my job. Um, but that morning, um, I was just like, okay, let's just look here would you know this impression a little lighter <laughs> yeah and I played some music and I started dancing to it and I felt mm, this is really this is really nice and so the following morning I thought okay let's play the music again and then dance to it and so because I thought that that would be a good activity for me to do because um it lightens up my mood um it makes me feel a little lighter because moving my body made me feel exhilarated. And so um, the following morning, I would wake up 10 minutes earlier because I want to have some time just to have fun. And then the, uh, and I had so much fun. So I wanted to have more of that. And so I, after a couple of weeks, I add five more minutes and um now it's 15 minutes earlier. I would do that for the next couple of weeks. 
And then I added five more minutes. So that's now 20, 25 minutes. And then I was like, oh, this is so much fun, right? And and um, and there's a difference there. Um, after I uh, practice the dancing and focusing on the fun and the joy of my activity and being present and, you know, get connected with what I'm doing and make me feel exhilarated and re rejuvenated, I would go to uh, to um, I'm a teacher. I would go to school, and my relationships with the students became so much better. And before the work that I was doing, it was more like I'm gonna just do my job, just give me a paycheck, let me go. Like that was such yeah. a hamster wheel, right? That I was You're, living in. You have to love what you do for a living because they you say do. when you do it. It's, it's not work, yeah. it's automatic. But, yeah, exactly. But when you're unhappy, nothing there makes you happy, no, right? Nothing, because no. you're looking at life like I used to. I was looking at from I was looking at it from a filter of unhappiness, and depression, right? So my relationship with the students at that point, you know, and they they also come to school needing love that I could not give because I was unhappy and depleted myself. Um, and so after um, allocating that time of joy and happiness in my mornings um, and nourishing my emotional needs, reconnecting with myself, um, after a few weeks, it's like everything is now better. And right. And now I would start um, lesson planning. And the question would be the question that I would ask myself in the morning how can I make this fun? And then, okay. And because of that, like I are more receptive to what I was, right? And my relationships with them got better. I, we could actually have like human, you know, conversation, not just like do your work and leave me alone like I used to do. You, so, have, you get connected with your students. Yes, so I got connected. But you know why? Because I got connected with myself first. That's how I was able to start building, you know, start building that connection. Um, and so months went by and I started adding more minutes to my, you know, to my waking up. Um, so that means waking up like 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier than before, because I started um well, I started new challenges, like challenging yoga poses or challenging dancing steps um, and um, or, you know, like some physical um, challenges like, you know, push ups, because I, I didn't used to be able to do that. Right. <laughs> um, and then I added juicing, uh, meditation, breath work, cold shower, like you name it. And so wow. everything, all of those things, and, and now um, they all added up to like two hours, um, actually from the 10 minutes, right? That's how I started. Um, but I just kind of um, kept adding five minutes, five minutes and 10 minutes. Um, and the focus and those activities, every time I choose it, every time I choose them, um, it's always a question like, is this fun for me? Is this something that I'm excited to wake up to? And yes, you know, like these are so much fun that I'm actually eager to wake up in the morning so I can have this 
time of fun. And um, after a couple of years, I became a different person. I'm so much happier. Um, I show up so differently at work and I have friends who are amazing, um, who are family. Um, and I'm a better mother for my child because I'm more emotionally available and physically available too, right? Because before when I was always tired, my son would want to like, oh, can you can we please read this book? I'm tired. I can't do this right now. Or I want to play this. I want to play that. Oh, can you just play by your, you know, on your own? And it's like a lot of rejection, right? Yeah, because I was you, just tired. And you felt bad after the fact, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Um, but, but that was, you know, the difference. And now I, I, I show up. I am, I can actually enjoy being a mother. I actually enjoy him, you know, being a child and all the positive brings them. That's great. Wow. Wonderful. I could not see anything. So, yeah. And so now you're, I'm assuming you're a teacher now. You you just teach others how to live life with abundance and bliss, right? <laughs> that's what would, that's what I would like my students to learn. Um, I hope, you know, at some point, because I know that um, different students come from different backgrounds and they have their challenges. Um, but um, the way that I show up with them, at least, you know, um, showing them that when they keep trying, when they keep learning, they're expanding and they can take so much more from the world when they keep stretching. Right. Um, and that's always what I'm encouraging them to do, because, yeah, if you keep stretching, if you allow yourself to grow, you are receiving more. And um, I mean, it's like, you know, the way the language that we speak living in abundance and bliss. And I think it's just like all too cool for these 11th graders, yeah. <laughs> you know, these so, other kids that so I'm teaching. You teach, you teach high school. Wow. Yeah, I do. Okay, I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Um, yes, I, I do teach wow. high schoolers. Oh, I, <clears throat> I imagine that's hard that during that age, but no, it, it's not. No, not really. I mean, it used to be hard, but now it's, um, <laughs> but I think with me, um, growing emotionally, my capacity um has grown to um, my capacity to have a healthy relationship and it is because I had a better relationship with myself I'm able to have better relationships with my students and that is really the base of the work when I have a better relationship with them they're so much more receptive Oh, great. And teaching is not so hard anymore. And so honestly, like I still have the same job from years ago when I was depressed. It's um, just easier. Huh? It's but just easier. It's it's not just easier. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's fun. Because I actually enjoy my students. Wonderful. Well, awesome. So um, I want to touch on a freebie. Tell our listeners what is your freebie you are offering? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, and I'll put it in, I'll have it. It's in, it's in, it's going to be in the show notes as well. 
Mm, yeah, that's awesome. So I give a, a free 30 minute coaching on how starting tomorrow you could form your habits, your morning habits by exploring, um, you know, getting in touch with yourself, listening to yourself. And then by tomorrow you can start nothing big. Like I don't, I don't agree with that approach of wake up two hours early in the morning and go to the gym. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not going to work with anybody. I mean, not with me at least. Right. Um, I like to, um, I like um, an approach that is gentle and kind to yourself. Um, and the a purpose is for you to create a positive association between the new habit and your mind and your body, right? Because when it's easy and simple, it's so much easier for you to wake up for it. And so that's what we will explore during the coaching and it's free. Um, so yeah, um, sign up. Uh, yeah, definitely sign up. And do you have any programs beyond that, that, uh, like our guests can sign up and pay for and I can even help you with promoting that as well? Oh, that is so cool. Uh, thank you so much for asking that. Um, yes, I do have um, a one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, um, which is, um, it's an eight-week um, program and we meet twice a week um, so that we could keep on um monitoring your progress and um i'll be there to be your accountability partner and <laughs> making sure that you are in touch with yourself and your spirit and your inspiration while you're practicing this um so yeah that's what i do um beautiful and, mm -hmm. and i'm i imagine um you can you'll get more details after you provide the freebie, which is great. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, um, if you don't, I believe that's all the questions I have. I believe that you're living a great abundant life, changing a world, which we all need, especially during times. And mm. so, so uh, Tyler, do you have any questions for our guests? <clears throat> uh, yeah. So does your son have a good um, father figure in his life now compared to what maybe he had before? Um, well, um, he definitely has a much healthier environment now. Um, he has two homes, right? His dad um, is yeah. probably happier without me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Surely, actually, because we're we're definitely now happier, much happier without each other, right? Like, and so he doesn't grow up in an environment where both of us are always having tension, like the way it used to. He has uh, two birthday parties, two Christmases right? at his dad's oh, yeah. and at my house. So his uh, and two sets of friends, right, at his dad's neighborhoods and at mine. It's like, wow, he has like double everything, double yeah. the happiness. But, so he basically, he probably stays with you on the weekend and him on during the week or vice versa. Yeah. And holidays. Oh and yeah. yeah. And so like, I am so much more fun now <laughs> because I'm so much more available. Right. Um, and as to father figure, um, you know what? 
I am sure that his father is doing the best that he can. And also, yeah. you know, with me, because I have learned what I learned from the way that I was um, raised, I now know to allow him to be himself and grow to be the great person that he can be rather than me controlling him, you know, according to some stupid societal standard. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, what I learned about parenting. <laughs> well, good. I mean, good deal. It's nice for, you know, both parents to be together, but at the same time, uh, we all realize that in certain circumstances, it's it's best that parents are apart. And as long as, you know, your son has both parents in his life, that's what matters. Yes, that's true. Um, he is very well loved. Um, and he's, he's a great kid, very happy. And I want him to, you know, stay happy, of course. Yeah. But um, I, I should, and I want to be able to be uh, the kind of parent that can continuously provide that healthy environment for him to thrive, right? And I won't be able to do that when I'm not taking care of myself, when I'm tired. Right. And so this is also a message to all the parents out there, right? Prioritize your well-being because that is how you're going to provide a healthy environment for your children to grow up, right? When when you're taken care of and well-nourished, I everything is good you're raising your child from a place of happiness and love and joy you have so much more love to give right oh yeah that's for sure oh yeah yes. definitely <laughs> well um if nothing else i'd say let's wrap up with our customary ending should we mm-hmm. what advice would you give to anybody that's struggling in life and is having difficulty finding bliss is i i I didn't hear your question is is that a question yeah it's a question what advice would you give to anybody who's struggling in life and doesn't know where to turn and who hopes to find bliss like you Mm -hmm. have get out of your routine that the one that you have now and spend more time being alone with yourself oh yeah so say you always drive you know at the same route to work what about trying to take a different route this time right um and take a break from the routine uh that that you usually have try something new or go out on a vacation sometimes and be inspired and find yourself in a place that you've never traveled before that um that frees you from the habits that um, that you usually have. You know what I mean? And actually that's how I found myself like to, through traveling. I mean, that's a completely different subject. Um, but I think the biggest thing um, is like how I found my way, you know, to who I am now is to uh, step out of my usual habits, you know, that got, what I used to when I got used to depression and you know everything that's sad and um unpleasant and um I just played the music like in that morning you know that usually that used to feel hard all I did was 
playing music. And it was actually hard for me to, to do that. It's like, oh, I, I just want silence, exactly. right? Because it's the morning. But then like, mm, but it, it was it was killing me at some point, you know? And I just intuitively played the music. Huh, this is actually nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so do something different. Step out of your habits. Um, exactly. and see and and find your way to that and another the another bigger thing is um me spending more time with myself because a lot of us just distract ourselves with a lot of busyness um that is unintentional it's unintentional you you don't need to get caught up in all that mess no yeah no and so when you spend more time with yourself uh you actually give yourself space to grow, um, to to get connected with you, and you have more time to listen to yourself. What really makes you happy? What what do you really want? Yeah. I, I never did that. So um, yeah, and things changed uh, when I spent more time with myself and focusing on what's fun for me. That's great, wonderful. Oh. Well, good advice there. Well. You've been such an inspiration on this show, changing Thank the world you. and helping others. Give it up for Jenny Lee, everybody. Stay blessed and live a life full of bliss. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Help Without Sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.